from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. It, it had been two years since I saw some of the performers and it was really, really special. It was sort of a weepy moment for a few of us on stage. That works with dancers sort of able to coordinate through video chat and then get together and let's put on a show. Yeah, that's how we do the music as well. The first time I met everybody was the day before a show in Florida in 2018. So this was even pre-COVID you were doing things this way? Yes, yeah, because we are all so spread out across the country. I'm Sarah Fenske. For 25 years, The Machine Foley's A Celtic Christmas has brought audiences around the U.S. a special holiday treat, a night before Christmas set in Ireland in the 1940s. This year, for the first time, the show is headed to St. Louis. This extravaganza will be at the Grand El Theater in just one week, bringing Irish music, dance, and a Christmas story. It's said in Ireland that great music doesn't come from people, it comes through people. But the music itself comes from the air, the spirits, the water, the wind. And that is from Thomasine Foley's A Celtic Christmas, which plays St. Louis for the first time next week. That's on Monday, December 13th. That local date is especially exciting for two St. Louis performers in the cast, and they join us now to tell us about it. Natalie Wagner is a Webster University graduate and an Irish dancer. Natalie, welcome. Hi, thanks for having us. And Emor Arkins is a native of County Clare, Ireland, but has lived in Missouri the past seven years. She's a fiddler and a vocalist who also does a bit of dancing. Emer, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. So Emer, you've been involved with a Celtic Christmas since 2018. Tell us just a little bit about the idea of this show. Certainly, yes. So my first year was 2018, and this will be my third year touring with the show. And the show is set in 1940s rural Ireland, and it tells the story of the Christmas traditions that would um, be in rural parts of Ireland in in neighborhoods where the neighbors would gather together before Christmas to share not fancy gifts and <laughs> to watch screens and things like that, but to get together and share music and song and dance and stories. And uh, neighbors at that time relied heavily on each other, not just for um, camaraderie, but for support. Neighbors um, really played a huge role in, in helping each other through tough times and through good times. And that really comes through in the story that Tom's t Tom tells um, on stage at a Celtic Christmas. So when we think of those uh, traditional Irish tunes and we think about Irish dancing, Probably a lot of us immediately think about river dance. Of course. I'm, I'm sure you're so tired of people going, ah, river dance. This is not like that. 
It's not. This is a, a show based around a story. So a large part of the, the show is just Tom on stage by himself telling this Christmas story called Parcel from America. And the music and dance then weaves in and out throughout the story. So unlike Riverdance, which is dance heavy, as it is in the title, uh, this is much more of a, a story based show with the music and dance used to accent part, uh, parts of the story. So Natalie, you're a dancer. How does your dancing fit into this story where Tom is kind of on stage anchoring this? Um, well, the dancing is just very fun, lively, that um, camaraderie uh, and um, community feeling that you get um, with the story and so it just brings some energy and helps um, balance out with the music and the storytelling. And so you're one of two main dancers in this show. Are you guys playing a role as you would in a, a classic musical or are you sort of there to represent different things in different scenes? Um, not so much the characters. We're there like I said, having fun, um, spreading the joy of dance and the season together on stage. And Emer, you're um, involved with the music side of this. That's is, right. Is this, uh, you know, are there classic songs sort of woven throughout? There are classic songs that may not be familiar to um, an average audience. So the most famous song in the show is probably Silent Night, but it's not um, all Christmas carols. There are songs that have a Christmas theme or a Yuletide theme or a winter theme. Um, so not just Christmas carols that you hear day in, day out. And so this is exciting that this is the first time in now, what is now the, it's in its 26th year, this is the first time it's coming to St. Louis. Do you have anything to do with that? I, I have everything to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how this came about. Uh, yeah, so it, it was a huge surprise and shock to me that the show has never played St. Louis because they've played theaters up and down the country um, and so as this was going to be my third year with the show unfortunately we missed last year obviously mm -hmm. um, I really wanted to bring the show to St. Louis because I really believe in the show and it's such a special show to be a part of and the story is so special and it's um, it has meant a lot to me and so I really wanted to bring it here and um, yeah, I, I made it happen. So for better or worse, it's happening next Monday at the Crandall. For better or worse, you, you took on some producing duties I, in order I, to have this St. Louis correct. performance. Correct. I, I am the producer. I am producing the show at the Grendel, which um, has been a wonderful experience and a huge thanks to the cast for putting their faith in me to pull it off. Um, and it has, uh, but I'm really excited that it's going to be here and, and I'm really excited to share the story and the show with friends and, and the St. Louis audience. So Natalie, you're a St. Louisan, mm -hmm. um, but you're not involved only because of this St. Louis performance. You're on the road with this show. Is that right? Yes. Correct. How did you get involved with this? Um, well, it's kind of been a dream come true. Um, I've always wanted to tour with the show as a dancer. Um, and my dance teacher's daughter is actually a student of Emer's. Um, and so that's how I got connected. Um, and it's been great ever since. So this is, I'm told, your first professional Irish dancing gig. Is yes. that right? Wow. Yes. I mean, you're going straight to the top here. It is very exciting. Like I said, dream come true. I'm very happy to be a part of it. So I have to ask, you have more of a typical American accent here than, than Eber's Irish accent. How did you get started Irish dancing in the first place? <laughs> My sister um, started Irish dancing with a friend. And she was discussing the uh, St. Patrick's Parade that they were planning to be. And, and I overheard that conversation and 
made up a scheme to start Irish dancing myself. So I've always been about that performance. That's always been um, my passion. And are you of Irish descent? No. <laughs> Just just a fan of the dancing. <laughs> Eber, do you find that, that people from all over the world kind of have this response and this connection to the Irish dancing and, and also the Irish music? Absolutely. There's Irish music, song and dance in every corner of the world these days. And it's incredible to visit places and to see the tradition um, so strong. I was in Colombia, South America a couple of years ago and met some Irish musicians. Um, I've been to China and met some Irish musicians. Um, my hometown of Ennis attracted <coughs> a whole host of uh, Japanese Irish musicians a few years ago it's incredible to see how far-reaching Irish music song and dance um, has uh, just the reach is, is incredible and and the response people have to the music is is so moving and it's so uh, heartwarming for me as an Irish person to see how strong our traditions are so this is something where Natalie kind of had to seek this out she used her sister's connection is this something where for a girl growing up in Ireland they would just learn this as a matter of course uh, yes and no it's especially these days Irish music is in every pocket of Ireland and Irish music lessons are really easy to come by. Most kids start on the tin whistle which is kind of like the recorder um, in grade school and will be exposed to various other instruments depending on wh what part of the country they're in and there are so many people teaching music and teaching dance that it's it's really hard not to get involved in some way, honestly. And there are just thousands and thousands of young people in Ireland playing music today. So there is no fear of the tradition dying out anytime soon. That's terrific. And it sounds like you're saying at this point in time, has it experienced a renaissance in, in recent decades? Yes, and especially with certain instruments. Um, like anything, things go in phases and certain instruments are always popular. But in the last number of years, the harp has become very popular and, and the banjo as well have, have really seen a renaissance. And, and particularly here in St. Louis, there's a huge Irish music school here, which I'm affiliated with, St. Louis Irish Arts. And there are uh, lots and lots of Irish harpers, lots of young people learning the harp at St. Louis Irish Arts, thanks to Eileen Gannon, who is the primary harp teacher at, at the school. And there are a lot of St. Louisans who maybe have grandparents, great grandparents from Ireland. Mm -hmm. Are you drawing on people with that heritage or is it just anyone like Natalie? They're just <laughs> attracted to it. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, there's definitely people who have Irish heritage and then there's lots who have no connection to Ireland at all and you'll find that all over the states people who just like the music or like the art form and uh, hear it or see the dance somewhere and want to be part of it and want, and want to learn um, how to play or to dance and here in St. Louis we don't have as many direct Irish descendants as you would have in uh, like Chicago or Boston or New York but yet we still have one of the biggest Irish music and dance schools in North America. So Eber I have to ask what brought you to Missouri? I went to grad school at Mizzou Okay. And, uh, you know, came for two years and I'm still here seven years later. So, <laughs> And you later then moved to St. Louis. Correct. Okay. Yes. Once I graduated, I moved to St. Louis and thought I was going to be here for a year and I'm still here. Well, we're glad that we've managed to hook you. I think that's great. <laughs> and now you're bringing this show here. And I heard just a little bit of trepidation in your voice when you were talking about your producer duties. <laughs> you obviously have the music part down. Yes. But this whole thing, I mean, you're, you're hosting this at the Grand Dell. This is next Monday. At this point, have, have tickets been selling? Tickets? 
tickets are selling. There's still uh, lots of tickets available, um, but tickets are selling. And uh, yeah, I'm a li- little nervous. I'm afraid that I'm going to get there and something very obvious is going to be missing. But I think that's just my own anxiety speaking. Uh, but I am really excited uh, that it's going ahead and really looking forward to it. So Natalie, your first show was in Ohio over the weekend. And this was really your first show. I mean, Emer is an old pro at performing at this point. I shouldn't say old. You're a young pro at <laughs> performing. How did it go in Ohio? It was absolutely amazing. I had a blast. Um, the whole cast of the show has been so welcoming. Um, they've known each other for a good amount of time. And so as the newcomer, I was a little nervous, but I've just felt so welcomed by all of them. And it went just extremely well. So I'm very happy. So I understand this cast comes from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, this getting together for this first per Ohio performance, was this the first time you'd been able to rehearse in person? Yes. Um, wow. I have communicated through videos over WhatsApp with the other dancer to try and learn steps, but we had our sort of rehearsal on Saturday, um, met everyone there, and had our first show on Sunday. Eber, that seems remarkable. That works with dancers sort of able to coordinate through video chat and then get together and let's put on a show. Yeah, that's how we do the music as well. The first time I met everybody was the day before a show in Florida in 2018. So this was even pre-COVID you were doing things this way? Yes, yeah, because we are all so spread out across the country and and the other dancer, Marcus, is actually living in Ireland at the moment. Uh, It's really the only way. And so we use all kinds of Dropbox and you know, Google Drive and any, anything else we can to share um, music lines or steps or, or songs uh, back and forth and, um, yeah, heavy on the email to, <laughs> to, to get things together. But luckily we had a day um, in Ohio to rehearse everything and so we were all feeling as prepared as we could be yesterday for our opening show. So what's that all like, that moment where everything just kind of comes together? Does it just snap into place? It does, and it was particularly special yesterday, I think, to have the opening show in in such a beautiful and a a huge theater. There were over 700 people in the audience, but in particular this year after having, it had been two years since I saw some of the performers, and it was really really special it was sort of a weepy moment for a few of us on stage to be back playing together and and doing what we love and and doing it in a place that we love and with people that we really enjoy playing with so now you have a week until the st louis performance is the whole cast and crew here or are they coming in a a week later (laughs) no so we're actually all meeting in florida on thursday we have our next show in jacksonville on florida or on friday and from there we fly to monroe michigan on saturday for another show which will be a little shock to the system after the after the, Florida the, after Florida and so we're all flying here on Sunday afternoon and so the cast will be here um, on Sunday night uh, in preparation for the show on Monday Wow I mean Natalie this this is your first show this sounds like a wild ride in, in our final minute here I mean this kind of this pace it sounds like you're gonna be on the road for just weeks on end at this point yes it is a little bit crazy um, but I'm looking forward to it very much <laughs> and it sounds like you guys are off to a great start it has been a great start yeah and we're, we're going all the way until the 22nd our last show is in Mountain View California on December 22nd Wow just you're gonna finish just before Christmas 
Yeah, just yep. in time to fly home to Ireland. <laughs> well, so this is all very exciting. We're finally getting the show after 25 years on a road here in the 26th year. A Celtic Christmas comes to St. Louis. That is next Monday, December 13th at the Grandel. The show starts at 7.30 p.m. Uh, tickets are available via Metro Ticks. We have a link on our website. That's stlonair.show. Uh, Emer Arkins, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. And Natalie Wagner, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. And we're going to go Go out of the show with audio from a live 2019 performance you gave, Emer, that was also part of this show. This episode was produced by Evie Hempel with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. So leave the door the Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.